What's up, y'all? Today we're talking Central Park 5 updates and a lot more on Black Hollywood Live's The Trend. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. hey. What, 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 what? What's up, y'all? <laughs> Are you alive, Darian? I'm alive. It's Thursday. Alive, it's June. Buddy. It's hot outside. It's hot. It's hot it's as hot. hell outside. Terry, you could be a hand model. Thanks. Oh, uh, that was really random. That was really random. No, was that just acknowledging you? I will receive that. Hey, I'll get that check too. All right. Okay. What's up, y'all? I'm Daryl Christian from Black Hollywood Live. Joining me today is Courtney Stewart. What's up, everybody? DJ Jesse J. What's up? And is born in the '90s T-shirt. Yes. Five dollars, five below. We got two special guests today. One is a legendary supermodel turned author. Lyris crosses with us today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up, everybody? And another one is a legendary person in the making. Artist Princeton Perez is with us today. Like that. Like that. All the girls screaming. I know. Like that. Right. He gave me that that Quincy Combs. Hair today, man. You, know, you, know. you might as well call me uh, I'll be sure with Junior. That's yeah. right. That's what I'm saying. Y'all could be related. Y'all could be related. I was like, look, she's been in the DeBarge movie. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, right. Right. I'm trying to become legendary, so there's my own movie. Amen. Yes. I, feel, I feel that. Sure. I feel that. What about that life? So, how's everybody Senior doing today? Blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, okay. right? Praise him. Mm-hmm. I'm glad y'all are here. We got a lot of fun topics today. We're going to start off with a couple, then we're going to get into what projects you two are working on. So. Okay. Absolutely. Hey. Well, speaking of music, Amanda Seals is trying to splash into that world. Um, <laughs> she has. She's been in it before. Right. Well, Come um, on. you said splash. The single is trying. It has a great beat. Um, the single is Blank Got Me Fucked Up. Um, it is her. As she's claiming the black girl anthem of the summer. Um, and, you know, in a time where I think we are praising mediocre music, it's dope. Oh, wow. You, you starting early with you going in today. I mean, here's my thing I was a huge Amanda Seals fan. I loved her. Courtney actually put me on to her. I would listen to her she's podcast. Mm, and then I worked with her very intimately. And it just was a disappointment, you know, when you see people's personalities. Um, you know, but other than that, uh, okay. So okay, so you because you can't just you know you that's all you're getting, that. all you're getting, sign contracts and all that. No, uh, okay, okay. But, <laughs> but, but, but let me just let me try and see if I can understand this. Does this mean that she was not as nice to people as you would have expected her to be? Yeah, it was just watching how she interacts with people and okay. people who are trying to help her. Okay, and watching that energy. And now you know everyone sometimes has bad days and things sure. like that. I understand that. But working in certain quarters with somebody, there there were great days, positive opportunities and things like that. And just seeing how, as my dad would say, it's attitude adjustment hour. Um, And, yeah. But, I mean, you know what I mean? Shout out to her. She's hosting NBC's new show, uh, Bring the Funny, which is huge, um, with Kenan Thompson, Chrissy Teigen, and Jeff Foxworthy. Um, And, yeah, she has a... Uh, book coming out in July, yeah. and also she's doing her podcast and she's doing her tour, tour. Uh, Smart Black and Funny, um, all th- black. yeah, all throughout uh, the summer. So check check out. Did Let's you guys it. see the HBO special? Oh, yes, I did. I, did. Okay. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. So. she's a great entertainer. When she, she is. is on stage, yeah. she is fire. She's, she's fire. I'm really so. smart. Yes. Yeah. 
so you're not into the song. No. Did that did, did your experience okay. with her influence your opinion about the song? Um. Well, it, it more so not about the song, more about her commentary because yeah. it's kind of like, well, this is what you're saying, but then this is how you're acting. Okay. Mm. Two different things. Interesting. Okay. But then, yeah, no, man. but, and then musically, it's like, you know, I'll say the same thing about, you know, the stars like Meg the Trainer or all these artists that are coming out. It's like, there's a lot of mediocrity that we're allowing to bless our radio waves. And like, for me, I just, I wasn't you weren't blown fully away. here for it. I wasn't blown away by it. Right. But I mean, it has like a little bop to it. Like, it gives me like a little old school kind of a vibe, but. It's a funny video. The video is funny. I was entertained by the video. I mean, I don't think she was like trying, trying to be all serious about it. So I think it's kind of like. Weird Al Yankovic, maybe. Oh wow! Well, she was a part I'm of like, she was I'm a part like, of Flow. Like, is that a compliment? I'm trying so to I think she like, like, no, like. But you know what I mean? I like he like did he's comedy. Like mocking, he's mocking off mo- like, yeah, yeah, mocking, yeah, like a mocking yeah. music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. I feel that. Was, who was, feel somebody that. else did it after that? Who was that? Who did it? Uh, who did it? Lots later, of people. Kevin Hart did had his was his chocolate thunder. Well, I mean, who kind of made a career off of it after Weird Al Yankovic? Somebody else did it. Made a career. I think he was kind of maybe the innovator. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Perhaps. but then if you think about it, the, the the number one record in the country, the Old Town Road. Like, I remember seeing that on Twitter as a meme. I mean, yeah. it was like a true. video of a cowboy like dancing, mm-hmm. and he was dancing to his own music, but he had replaced it. And Lil Nas X was like promoting it that way, like when cowboys try to dance. But then the song actually became big. So, I mean, you never know. I mean, the music industry is so fickle. You don't know. One day you don't know the record, the next day it's the biggest record in the world. So, so Prince, you want to work with her in the future? I need to hear the record. I haven't heard it. Okay. Because maybe you could hook her up, you know what I'm saying? Give, Give her some maybe she a little sound. Yeah, it could be like a deal, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, no, I'm just waiting for Megatron 621, Nicki Minaj. <sighs> Nicki Minaj Banging in that Instagram picture. It got real quiet. I don't feel like the whole room felt that very. I felt. Have you seen her pictures on Instagram? Look, when you just put a word on social media and the the world cares more about that than music that's being dropped by her counterparts. (laughs) I'd rather hear Lil' Kim. Oh, well, you can watch. uh, She has Girls Cruise coming up on uh, VH1. You can check that out. (laughs) I want want Kim to come out with, like, a great single. That's what I'm saying. Like, the one she just dropped recently that she did the video for, I was like, no. Doesn't it sound like she's recording in a a basement? Like, the audio sounds off. No, I'm, look at it. I have every Lil' Kim album. I just have posters of her. But it just sounds like the quality. It's like, she has friends. She has money. Why is, are they not like, girl, come record in here? should just let it go. Her yeah. and Missy just need to come together and yes. put out something hot because yeah. Missy can bring it on the beats. Yeah. She needs like a, a you can't take a bunch of time off and then come back with something that's just so-so. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think the track that she released isn't a song that you like really want to dance to in the club. Right. She needs something like Welcome to Brooklyn. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, she yeah, needs yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she got it. You know what I mean? She still got it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I would love Where to see the fire. I'm excited to see what this girl's cruise is going to do and what it what is. What is it? It's so it's her Chili, Chili yeah. and um Ashanti. Maya. Maya. Oh, Maybe Ashanti is going to go too. Maybe. Uh B Simone mm-hmm. and another female comedian. They're all going to go to the Caribbean. It's a reality docu-series. So it's just like a girl's trip to the Caribbean mm-hmm. with some reality which we're going to get some love and then there's going to be at the end of it she'll drop an album. 
Okay. So all right, well, we'll, we'll see. Well, the jump right. off here. Yeah. Well, while they're girl cruising in the Caribbean and doing all kinds of things, we got some black folks up on Capitol Hill trying to get these uh, other black folks paid some money for the 400 years of slavery in this country. So it was announced. Right, <laughs> <laughs> then. All right, nice segue. <laughs> that was like, yeah, that was like. There you, you go. Ran with that right. one, Courtney. Because right. you know, you guys, you have the light story, and then I have to come in with the like heavy dark stuff. Right. All right, here we go. Right. So um, this week it was announced that. Uh, uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates, who um, is a you know thought leader and writer and um, whatnot, had he also wrote the case for reparations for the Atlantic about I think it was four years ago now that he wrote that. Um, he and actor Danny Glover, who's an activist in this area, will be basically testifying before the House Judiciary Subcommittee on the Constitution, Civil Rights, and Civil Liberties on Wednesday, June nineteenth. For those of you that it's not lost on, that's Juneteenth. They're gonna be up yeah. in <laughs> up in Congress talking about why black people deserve some kind of recognition and perhaps some financial substantialness uh, from the work that their ancestors gave to this country. Um, they will be testifying, basically, um, House Bill uh, 40, I think it's called, H.R. 40, yes, um, has been on, like, the radar since 1989. It was initially introduced by uh, Democratic uh, Representative John Conyers of Michigan. He introduced it in 1989. Essentially, it was ignored forever. He eventually resigned in 2017, and representative from Texas, Ms. Sheila Jackson Lee took up the resolution and reintroduced it in 2017 or 2018. So now it's gaining traction finally because obviously we have a new round of representatives in the House uh, this year and they are actually looking at what's crazy is that they're looking at the bill because the bill establishes a commission to study and develop reparation proposals for African Americans and to examine slavery and discrimination in the colonies and the United States from 1619 to the president to the president to the <laughs> The present. Well, there was something in there for that. Okay, sixteen nineteen really to, to the present, and recommend appropriate remedies. So basically, they're just trying to get the government to say, "Yeah, we need to study this and come up with some solutions and some ideas about how we can maybe, you know, close the gap, fix some of the." sins of our forefathers. So, um, hopefully, you know, they'll testify and some good will come of it and we're actually moving forward on reparations for Americans that are of African descent. But what does this still really mean? Like, when I was reading it, I was trying to figure out what what what, what are some of the things that we will get from it if it, if it goes. That's the point. The, the point is to figure out if there is something that can be done. Like, they, they're not even convinced. The government's not convinced that this country owes any kind of debt right. to black people. This is literally just yeah. them trying to get pe- people to admit we might need to look at this and look at the stats over centuries, because yeah. it's 400 Century. years worth of right. information, to see, to actually give scientific data of how black people were affected by slavery, Jim Crow, and all the other bullshit. Like, they're just trying to get them to say, hey, yeah, we need to look at this. We need some actual statistics around it. And that's how you come up with solutions. You get information, you do research, and then you develop solutions. And uh, You're saying solutions because a lot of people are like, well, they're going to, white people, are going to be like, (laughs) oh, money, all this stuff, arguing and all this, but it's like... First of all, really, realistically, nothing's going to happen. I just had a conversation with this about somebody else. Until the a lot of stuff isn't going to change until the older generation. I hate to say this, but is 
down. Yeah. And yeah. our generation steps into these power positions and because I think that we have more of an understanding of like what's actually going on within our communities. And that was a, a long, drawn-out conversation because the other side of that was not hearing it. But, I mean, you look at it across the board with everything. And I think, you know, you say solutions like – whether it's education, you know, with Native Americans, that's one thing that they do. They get to go to college for free, you know, depending on the college and schools. I think that there are so many different solutions in figuring out how to fix this country. Yeah. But I really don't think anything's in. But I'm happy that people continuously. This is the third story we talked about with someone going in and, like, bringing this up. And I think it just has to continue to happen until we get... Our people in power. So we're we gonna go to the mail one day, we're gonna have a little check because we black. <laughs> well, see, that's the fight. Like, everybody's like, oh, they don't get a check, they don't deserve a check. It's not even about that. It's about figuring out oh, what Oh, we deserve a way. check. Don't get me wrong. I don't want a check. I want 40 acres and a mule. Do you know how much 40 oh, yeah. acres I, is I'm worth right now? That. And, like, I want my 40 acres and I know where I want it, but regardless. <laughs> where you want that, of course. And <laughs> in an area in South Georgia where I know my people okay. are from, and okay. we should have yeah. had that to begin with. But yeah. anyway, the whole point is that at this. You like the whole conversation, like because you don't want to get negative and be like, "Ah, nothing's gonna come of this." And I often go that place. But what I will say is, is that it is 2020 coming up, election wise, and we have. I think that we recognize the power of the black vote in a way that we maybe didn't before. Right. And I think that that is what's going to propel it. So obviously, like, the old white folks gonna have to die, whatever, but the power, sh- the power <laughs> is, it's already started to shift, though. I mean, that's right. why they're yeah. afraid of, what's her name? Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez and uh, the, the, like, whether you dumb. agree with her or not, they're afraid of her right. because she's not afraid to say what she really thinks. Right. And if that energy keeps going and we all keep harnessing that energy, it's not just about waiting till they die because we can shift power if yeah. we recognize our own power. Right. And we just have to not... Preach our sister. We just can't not back down. Like, the fact that it's it should be in the debates. Like, we should be telling the DNC when yeah. those Democratic nominees are about to debate on television, mm-hmm. one of the topics needs to be reparations and how do you see that happening and don't just sweep it under the rug. Like, And Which we have do. the power to do that. Exactly. Because yeah. they're all like, well, yeah, we're, we're I'm, I'm for HR bills. I'm for studying it. But nobody wants to commit to, really like... Really get into it. Really get into it. And we should hold them account we are the only people that can like that's yeah. the whole point of the process yeah. but anyway so uh, i'm gonna shut up now no it's okay because speaking of accountability that'd be a great safe way for our next hey. subject accountability is the subject right here because we've been talking about central park five for a couple oh. weeks now yeah. uh we most of us have seen the uh miniseries when they see us on netflix which brought to light a lot of the case that happened and if you don't know it was a case involving five individuals four of them black one latino who were allegedly uh accused who were accused of rape and and years later, after they've served a, a lot of time and given away a lot of their life, we find out that they actually were not the ones who did it. Well, the uh, last week we talked about how one of the prosecutors who was involved in the case, who had written novels, there was a petition out. It was Linda. Like, Linda, Linda Fairstein, the Linda investigator. The investigator. Yeah. There was a 50,000-person petition, petition that was signed to get her books, to get her books unsold on Amazon. Yeah. Um, and there was also... <laughs> unsold. Unsold. And out of Barnes & Noble and, and, and everywhere. And, Noble, and everywhere 
Somerset. Take him out. Because she's oh. made a fortune. She made a fortune. And uh, now we have a new prosecutor as well who is very heavily in this case. Um, and her name is, what is her name? Uh, Elizabeth Letterer. Yes. Um, and she was the lead prosecutor in the case. And she has now recently resigned from Columbia Law School over the scrutiny that she's gotten because the miniseries brought so much light to the case. And for the record, keep calling New York because she needs to resign as a prosecutor mm, as well. She does. She's still working as a prosecutor in case she's out And she's still talking. And she's still talking. <laughs> like, <laughs> thinking that this whole thing is it's biased crap. and crap. She, yep, yeah. she's, she's made some statements. So she, she said deleted her Twitter of, and she Instagram. She deleted her Twitter and she's made statements saying because of this scrutiny that she believes that she's gotten and she doesn't feel like she deserved that that's why she's leaving her post. Bye. Bye. See ya. Just think about 1989 till now. She's it's still disgusting. been working as a prosecutor. Right. How many innocent black people or been, brown yeah. people have been put in jail under her watch? Exactly. And I remember growing up, my mom would always tell me, see, I grew up with a Hispanic Mexican mom, so she would always say, you know, I may not be going through the same thing that you're going through as a young black man, but the one advice I would give you, Miho, is, especially when I got my car at 18, was if you ever get put over, ever get arrested, do not sign anything. Do not say you did something, even if you think you did, but you're just saying it to get out. Don't ever. And I never understood that until I watched this. And she was like, "This is the mm-hmm. reason." Like, because yeah. I, I, I honestly I didn't know about this story until now, yeah. which is like the power of social media. I mean, I've yeah. seen everybody talking about it, but I mean, honestly, I'm not really shocked that they got that much time because how the world treats us. Yeah. You know, sadly, mm-hmm. I was when I watched it, I wasn't really, like, that shocked. But, you know, just seeing all the documentaries and all the interviews that they've done with Oprah and okay. everybody, it's been, it's been kind of healing because I feel like we're moving in the right direction, and I'm glad that directors and writers are starting to make movies and like this. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Shout out to Ava because that's, uh, they said since it premiered on May 31st, yeah. it's the most watched thing since on then, Netflix. I mean, and I, that's not just black and brown No, people. I was going to say, I see so white people posting they, about that it. That means yeah. white people that are watching and they, no for offense, real. are the ones that need to watch it because like right. you said, he right. wasn't surprised. I certainly wasn't surprised. I mean, we, we know this happens. Right. It's happened to some of us. So, right. yeah, I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. Go Ava. And also shout out to Black Twitter because the whole thing that happened Black with uh, Elizabeth Letterer is uh, they, Ooh, they blew, up, blew her they up blew too. Her up. So shout out to Black off. Twitter for... Uh, they dragged Oprah too. They did Oprah. <laughs> they were like, why you still got... talk about Oprah. They said, why you still got that video up on your website with that white girl? <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did. Now we came from you better leave Oprah, Oprah alone. Don't you mess with my Oprah. It's above me now. It's above me now. Alright, let's talk about some other things. Let's talk about our two guests that we have in here. Wow, well, oh, we just got some microphones and volume. Whoa, 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 hey, hey remix. Were we, were we too low? You need <laughs> right. to hear us better. Hey. Hit them high. Whatever. We're going to start with ladies first. You know, yes. Lyris, you, you've been in the game for a long time. They called you the body. The, you, you were, you know, you and Naomi Campbell were two women that they compared as beauty mm-hmm. and you doing your thing. You have a new book coming out. Yes. You know, just wh- what's, what's been going on? What's been new? Well, I'm really excited. My very first book is called Make the World Your Runway, Top Model Secrets for Everyday Confidence and Success. It's available on Amazon. It is basically principles that I use to prepare for the run for the runway. I expound upon it for everyone to use it on the runway of life every day. Mm. Because there are a lot of things that models do that people say, you know, I don't necessarily want to model, but I want to look like a model, or I want right. to move like a model, I want to act like a model. And I talk about that in the book. But it's kind of like modeling meets life coaching meets 
your inspiration, motivation. I mean, it's everything in here from your passion. I talk about um, your passion, your purpose, your posture. Your posture is very important when you're on the runway because it's how you stand and how you look, but your posture is also about alignment. So who are you aligned with in your life? Yeah. That's very important. Um, Partnerships. Partnerships are very important in life. The reason why I'm doing so many runway shows now, uh, working with uh, bridal retailer Maggie Sotero is out of a partnership. Yeah. And I tell that story uh, in the book. Um, <laughs> Pick it up. So, yes, yeah, so you have to get it on Amazon. But um, there are so many things that people can use when they're on their runway of life, whether it's walking down the aisle at the grocery store, walking across the stage to get your diploma, walking mm. down the aisle to meet your uh, new wife or your new husband. Like I had a bride last week who commented that I was her inspiration on her wedding day. Wow. And That's got to feel like, good. That felt very good. Uh, just because she was like, you just exude so much confidence and light, and I wanted to embody that on my special day. And uh, I just feel like people, when they read this book, they're going to leave with um, deep in purpose, increased confidence, um, probably a renewed mindset. Yeah. And I think everybody needs that because, you know, we all go through our different things where, you know, we can be having a good week or even a good month or a good year. And then life hits you hard. And I think this is the perfect book that's like that reboot that, that like kicks you in the pants and says, come on, girl. Come on, guy. Like, get up. You got this. You're beautiful. You're beautiful and wonderfully made by God. You got this. I was yeah. going to ask that. So men, there's some information. Oh for yeah, men I too. wrote the book so men can read it, and they they feel like, oh okay, she's really thinking about me too. Right. Yeah, yeah the book is for everybody. And it says the forward is by Tim Gunn. Yes, that's Thank everything. You for that. That's dope. Yes. That's amazing. Yes, amazing. I mean, he's like a fashion fairy godfather. <laughs> you know, um, it was amazing because I was on Project Runway. I became one of the first plus models to win the model portion. You were groundbreaking. Yeah. Thank you. Season six. They're they're airing season 17 right now. But um, just the relationship that I was able to gain with him after the show has just been amazing. I damn near cried when he said he would write the forward to my book. But then when I read what he wrote, this is why you got to get the book. When I read what he wrote, it really touched my heart because someone who's been in the game as long as he has to say, you know, me and Lyris had this conversation and she changed my outlook on this and she did this and she did that. I was just like, okay, girl, brush your shoulder You did that. So, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm thankful to Tim Gunn. I'm thankful to Project Runway. I'm thankful to God, yeah. truly, Amen. for just uh, blessing me, allowing me, this opportunity to shine and to help other people shine. I think that's really, really important because when I'm able to help someone else live their best life, what? You know, it's like the little Duval song. I'm living my best life. (laughs) Yeah, I think like all of us, we should be like totally walking in our purpose and happy and you know, just I just I want the best for people, and I think that's the energy everyone, you exude. Too. Yeah, yeah I really do, and that. so I I feel like when they read this book, they're gonna be like, "That's my girl. She really wants the best for me, and I'm about to go out here and get it." <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's what I want. So please go to Amazon.com, 
uh, or where, wherever you're watching across the country, the Amazon for your site because you don't want that shipping to, to, to get right. you. Maybe <laughs> more than the book sometimes. Okay, more exactly. Than the book. <laughs> exactly. So please go to Amazon, order a copy of your book. And actually this Saturday, if you are watching and you're here in Los Angeles, I will be having a uh, book signing at the Plus Bus Boutique. The Plus Bus Boutique is in Glendale, California. Uh, You can check my Instagram at Lyris L-I-R-I-S-C, and um, you can get all the information there. Click the link in my bio. It has the information so you can RSVP, or if you just want to order the book, you can click the link in my uh, bio on Instagram as well. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I want to ask you a a quick question before we move on to, Mm -hmm. to Princeton, but you mentioned something about everyone wants to look like a model, and, and, and a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you feel about these Instagram models who call themselves models? Mm-hmm. You know, we have filters. We have all these, all these great Instagram positioning. Model. You know what I mean? Like, they can manipulate the situation mm-hmm. where when you were modeling and how you changed the game mm-hmm. was by being physically you. who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and there was no filters or things like that. I mean, sure, you can't help what the magazines do with changing certain things mm-hmm. and that, but how do you feel about these models right now who call themselves models that are like, okay, are you really a model? Well, there, there are different types of models. You know, not everyone is a fashion model. Not everyone mm-hmm. is a runway model. Right. There, I mean, we are in a new day and age. So there are quote-unquote Instagram models, and they have their lane. But I'm going to go rain, uh, rain in my lane of fashion and print and runway, and, you know, I'm going to do the things that I do, but I'm not going to slight them for what they do. And know? they can read her book, and yeah. that read way they can learn how to They can level up, level up, and read the book, too. How would you say the flow of body positivity is now with fashion? I mean, we see recently, you know, a lot of people were complaining with with what plus size actually is and almost being Ooh. offended by what yeah. plus size is. I'm glad you Nike said that. just came out with their first mannequin for plus size oh, yeah. women. Mm-hmm. Uh, how would you say that's kind of shifted now in 2019? Well, I mean, this is the thing. When when the revolution is happening, you're going to get a lot of people who are going to hem and haw about it. Yeah. But it has to happen and you kind of have to have this public public outcry. And I'm okay with that, as long as the change is happening. Because guess what? You can say all the stuff that you want to say about the mannequins that Nike put out, but guess what? The mannequins are there, and they're not going anywhere. Right. Deal with it. Uh, The plus, I'll say the body confidence movement is definitely bleeding into fashion. And I do have to say that body confidence, to me, is a byproduct of fashion. Mm. It's not fashion. And I think a lot of people get that confused. Uh, models are models for a certain reason. Do you sometimes get body confidence off of seeing your favorite celeb or your favorite model? Yes, you do, but that's a byproduct of modeling. But their main goal is to sell clothes, to make money. And I think a lot of people forget about that. They're in the business of making money. So if they think that they need to tap into some of your body confidence stuff, they're going to do that if it's going to help them so close. Mm. I feel that. Yeah, but I'm glad that we're seeing changes like that because it's funny to me. We complain about a plus-size mannequin for workout clothes, but then you'll be the same people who are complaining, oh, my gosh, she's so fat. Oh, my gosh, she doesn't work out. Right, right. It's like... First of all, everybody is not the same size. No, that's true. And we're not supposed to be the same cookie cutter. Because if that's the case, I mean, just think about it. If everybody looked like 
me in this room, I think it would be a boring world. Mm. Personally, I think I'm cute for show, but <laughs> but that's the beauty of variety. We need to see tall, short, black, yeah. white, freckles. Uh, you know, a variation. Yeah, yeah, tight, tightly coiled, curly hair, yeah. super straight, shiny hair. You know, like we need that those differences because literally that's what makes the world the runway. That's true. That, how we color the world, how we show up, it's all very important. So once we start to get out of our heads that, you know, everybody's supposed to look like how they looked in high school or look yeah. like uh, the same way, I think that's when we're going to really grow. Yeah. And pl- as far as plus, your other question about plus size uh, being only one size, I actually had to have a conversation with a lady on uh, Instagram this week because she was kind of like... <laughs> Uh, one of the companies that I work with, they posted a picture of a a real woman, not a model, uh, on her wedding day. And um, they said, you know, oh, shout out to our curvy bride, this curvy bride, blah, 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 blah. And they were like, curvy bride? That's laughable. And I said, why is it that you think that curvy has to only mean morbidly obese? Right, right, yeah. Why do you think that plus size or curvy has to mean they have to have this amount of rolls and they have to have cellulite and they have to have this and that? No, because guess what? That same person, whether it's me, I'm a, I wear a 14, sometimes 16, right? I'm tall, so a lot of people don't, they're like, you're not that, you're not really plus. And I'm like, okay, come shopping with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. For what they're making. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I go, like, I posted a video on my Instagram and I'm trying on pants at, like, a Zara and a H&M. Girl. And people are like, <laughs> literally, it came up to my knee. Because it's European cut. Because yeah. it's a European it's a, yeah, re- retailer. European, yeah. And I'm like, this is the thing you guys don't realize. You're like, oh, well, you, you know, you're, you're more hourglassy, so you can just go to the store and pick up something. Okay. I went to the H&M that everybody goes to. And what did I leave out of there with? Two hats. Wow. Yeah. So please, don't try so to crazy. tell people their experience. Uh, plus size is, you know, plus size starts... For for some companies, they started at twelve. Some started at fourteen. But plus is beautiful no matter what mm-hmm. size you are. Everybody yeah. beautiful no yes. matter what size. Yes. And looking like a model over I here, know. we have Princeton Perez. I know. Like he's straight from an oh, ad. Miami. I know. You know what I'm saying? He got the he got the, he got the model the, hair. He got the model hair. You know what I'm saying? Like the glasses, the outfit, the glasses. The glasses. <laughs> you doing big things yourself, that man? That glowing skin, like you've been sun kissed. That's right. Not. How you like being that solo artist uh, compared to being in a group? It's different, man. It's very different. I mean, I joined Mindless when I was like like 10 years old, 11 years old. I moved out of my house when I was like 10 years old. Wow. Did you understand wow. at that time, like, the magnitude what of what was happening? What you were doing. Because you guys understand. were huge. Yeah, I, I didn't really understand what I was getting into, but I knew that I just, I wanted to be a star, like, at 10 years old. And I was really looking at everybody in sixth grade, like, this is what y'all want to do for the rest of your life? I, I got a career to chase. But, you know, at 10, you don't really know, you don't what, know what you want, right. but I, I knew exactly what I wanted. So it's it's different, man. When you're in a group, you... You have three other dudes that depend on, and it's just me. <laughs> I mean, the recording process has been crazy because, personally, me, I, I love to tour. Like, being an artist. That's I, your thing? Th- that's my Is favorite it the part. the energy of the people yeah, that you I like, I like being on the tour bus. I like traveling. I like going to different cities. Like, that's my thing. Some artists like the recording process. Me, I was in there every day. Like, I have to do everything by myself. Like, crack rounds, <laughs> harmonies. I was like, dang, I, I really took advantage of being in a group. But uh, it's it's... Very different. 
You were like, what did I sign up for? Like, if I mess up, it's just me. Like, I can't blame right. it on anybody else. Yeah, it's a pro and a con. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. But I, I love it, though. I mean, I'm 23 now, so I got to grow up. What was, kind of developed, like, what you wanted your sound to be, like, inspiration-wise and all of that as a solo artist? I mean, that's that's probably why it took me so long to put a song out, was because when I first started, I, I thought I wanted to make, like, vibey, you know, I was listening to Sade. Like, <laughs> you know, I wanted that. And the next week... I was like listening to um, uh, Mark Anthony, and I was like, you know what? I'm making Hispanic reggaeton music. And then it's like I I really didn't know what I wanted to make, but then my heart kept going towards R&B, man. I mean, my favorite artist is Usher, Mm. and I was like, you know, Usher, Tank, Chris Brown. I mean, Bobby Brown. Oh, you took it. You took it back. Okay. I took it Don't back. be cruel. Like, you, can, you brought the the legends, and then you brought them up for you. Said right. Tink, yeah. Bobby Brown. Man, so yeah. I, I wanted I wanted to do that. So uh, once I found my sound, it was I started knocking out records like it was nothing. Do you feel like you you have something to prove? You know, uh, with this solo project, a lot of times with uh, groups. You go through this kind of feeling of, like yeah. you said, you don't have your you, anyone to depend team, on yeah. other than yourself, oh, for sure. and so kind of like, okay, I gotta I make sure, like I'm creating my runway for my lane. Man, I have a lot to prove. Um, probably more than I'm, I, I probably put more on myself than I really like have to prove. But I mean. I've been in the music industry my favorite my whole teen years. Yeah. yeah. We're That's pretty a lot. big. I mean, you know, so I can't imagine. I just want to prove to people one that I that I could be taken serious as an artist. Um and just, you know, I think my music would speak for itself. At first when I was hitting up producers and stuff and I was asking for beats, they just went off a mile of spirit. So they were sending me like kid teen type yeah. of music. Yeah. So I was like, You guys don't get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm a man right. I'm a grown ass man right. <laughs> But they're looking at me like Come on So I think my music is going to speak for itself My music is going to let people know Like alright he didn't He didn't come to it's good you took the time in between two to kind yeah, of settle yeah. because Figure you know someone were. like you look at Ariana Grande we were so used to Nickelodeon 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 yeah. and then she puts an album out and it's hard for us to kind of transfer that mindset yeah. like oh she's actually a woman not, yeah. I'm right. not looking yeah. at this girl anymore so See, but my thing was I told my, my team I said instead of rushing to put a project out I said when you're in high school right and you graduate you have that gap year before hey, you go yeah. to college. I said, let me have my gap year. Let me have my gap year. Let me actually go to, like, a club. And I had never been to a club before. Let me uh, um, get my license. Let me, I, 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 you know, I did a bunch of things that I never did. I went to my first football game. I went to three proms. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I went to three. I went to my first one, and I was like, you know what? I can get used to this. So I went to three prom, and I was like. There's a movie there. It was, right. Yeah. Prom crashing. I was like, let yeah. Me, let me just have my gap year and just live life. And then once I had that gap year, I was like, all right, let's go. And I now I'm I'm like in college right now, okay. in my in my in my way. And I'm, that's I'm, that'll help your music too. You oh, know, for you gotta sure. live life to have something to sing about. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you gotta and have write some about. real yeah. stuff to talk yeah. about. You know, right? That and you've actually experienced. Yes, I've experienced some stuff, yeah. man. I've been cheated on. Oh. I cheated. On. What? You cheated. I, I kind of cheated <laughs> once. <laughs> once. But it came out. Look. But I'm going to send her your book so she can find her confidence. Oh. Score! Score! Like she may be hurt, but once she reads this, she'll be walking her own runaway. 
Well, we got to wrap soon, but I know you had a single that came out in April, and then you have some more music. No, it comes out tomorrow. Perfect World. It comes out tomorrow. It was coming out in April. Okay. But it comes out tomorrow. Perfect World. I'm excited. It's my first single. It's been crazy. It dropped on Tidal yesterday exclusively. Yeah, it drops tomorrow. And then what would you say that the sound is for people who are going to go download it? It's like real R&B, good film music that you can either play in the club or you can play at a cookout. Like okay. medium, I like or, both of or those, in the so. whip at night, you know, you, it's just good music. Okay, you Perfect. know what I mean. And look, we're in need of that apparently, especially since Jesse, Jesse talked about the song at the top of the show. So, so where can fans <laughs> find out more about your music on social media and all that fun stuff? Just Prince and Perez, man. Prince and Perez Prince and Perez on all my social media. I'm, a, I'm excited for the. Fans you guys to come back and uh, do a little song for us I here. Know. I'm down. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have to have you one of my music busy. videos. I was about to say, I saw a collaboration here. Yeah. Do a little ad, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can see it. <laughs> Let's do this. I can see it. I mean, look, you guys bounce off each other real well. You knew that. <laughs> look, you, you guys got summertime closing in the house. Right, you coordinated. They both look like they was off on a yacht. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. She's like, okay. Me and Pay. <laughs> or like that other Instagram ac- account, me and somebody's son. Where can fans find you, Lyris? Uh, please follow me on Instagram at Lyris C, L-I-R-I-S-C. You can follow me on Twitter at the same one, L-I-R-I-S-C, and on Facebook under Lyris Cross. And they can buy that book on Amazon. You can buy the book on Tell Amazon. The the Make the world your runway. If you want a signed copy, it's going to take a little bit longer to get to you, but you can go to my website, which is LyrisC.com, L-I-R-I-S-C.com. Yeah. Right. Courtney? Hey. Uh, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you your book? Your book? Uh, I don't have a book. Uh, she will. On film, though. Um, but I am all over the, you know, social media universe at Stuart Starlet. Yeah. Uh, you guys can hit me up everywhere at DJ Jesse J, and also over on AfterBuzz. We're starting AfterBuzz tonight. Right, we love it. And you can catch me on Black Hollywood Live, obviously, all over the social medias and on CBS's This Is LA on Saturdays and Sundays at 3 30. All right, so uh, thank you guys for coming thank in. You guys. Thank come you back. for having me. Back. This is fun. Back. I want to um, borrow some of that hair. Let me you know, cut it no, off and just I make myself a little I still have pieces for my afro. I'm looking at that. Was that a watch you got on there? I saw the watch too. Something. You know, they could make you one of those wigs, one of those units for the guys. Right. Oh, that's true. You're right. Listen, you got plenty of it, man. You can spare some. Get him, a, get him a Princeton unit. Right, you can yeah. I'm gonna do my, and I'm put a little curl right here, just right here in the front. That's all you need. Thank y'all for joining us. Thank y'all for joining us. We're gonna see y'all next week. Princeton came out. On behalf of our PHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. <laughs>